And if those two keep at it, they're going to end up killing each other. Hey, Starbuck. You can't possibly believe that Starbuck did this. Tenant Starbuck to the Galactica Brig. The Brig? It's the law, Starbuck. I'm sorry. They're going to convict me. Starbuck, Adama will send vipers after you. Well, I'll deal with that when the time comes. And then what are you gonna, going to do? Fire on Sheba? Or Boomer? Or me? If I have to, yes. There are those who believe that life here began out there, far across the universe, with tribes of humans who may have been the forefathers of the Egyptians, or the Toltecs, or the Mayans that they may have been the architects of the great pyramids of the lost civilizations of Lemuria or Atlantis. Some believe that there may yet be brothers of man who even now fight to survive somewhere beyond the heavens. The Unpracticed Disorganized Acting Company presents Battlestar Galactica, Murder on the Rising Star, by Michael Sloan, Donald P. Bosario, Jim Carlson, and Terrence McDonald. This day, our scouts have sent back word of yet another planet along the coordinates given to us by our mysterious super race. More and more often, the planets we come across bear signs for lost 13th tribe. We are getting closer to Earth, and once we have plotted her precise location, we will carefully formulate a plan for observing and sampling her culture. Too sudden an appearance from their brothers and sisters in space could send our sister world into a wave of culture shock from which she might never recover. And are the inhabitants of Earth far in advance of us at this point in their de development or merely primitive animals fallen from a greater time? I feel we will soon know. Aboard the Colonial Fleet's recreation ship, The Rising Star, a brutal triad game is in progress. Two pairs of players, one pair dressed with blue accents and the other with orange, struggle to be the team to deposit the game ball through one of the goals, a hole in each wall barely big enough to accommodate it. This is a high-contact sport where each team bodily interferes with the other. There is a small live audience in attendance, but the game is also transmitted all over the fleet. An orange player scores, slamming the ball through a blue goal. Another, dressed in the blue of the opposing team, rams him viciously, and the orange player reacts by shoving the other warrior away. It would appear to this commentator that Ortega rib-blocked Starbuck after this goal. Apparently, the officiator couldn't see it. How could you call it, Boomer? Uh, I don't like to second-guess an officiator, but Ortega likes to play the limit of the rules. The four players have formed a ring in the center of the small court, holding each other's wrists and circling. The ball is sent back into play, shooting out from one of the green goals. The players scramble to take possession of the silver sphere. Every time Starbuck plays against Ortega, his body ends up looking like a black and blue wine hash the next morning. Oh? Well, as, um, as a mad tech, I usually end up patching him up. Oh, I see. Sheba, I'm serious. Ever since the Academy, those two have been at each other's throats. You know, you're right. If it wasn't gambling, it was women. 
And now it's Triad. Don't worry, Starbuck can handle himself. Maybe, but if those two keep at it, they're going to end up killing each other. Starbuck scores again, and again, Ortega attacks him after the buzzer. In a private lounge on the Rising Star, two old friends watch the game on a viewer. Do you need anything else, gentlemen? I'm going off duty in a few sentons. No, thank you. That'll be all. Thank you. Now his wingman is Flight Surgeon Foot. This Ortega, does he always play this way? He is a very aggressive type. Hates to lose hmm. at anything. It's an asset in a viper. But in a triad? Reflection off the near wall and Starbuck knocks it. Are you sure you don't want to go to the court and watch the rest from the gallery? Just a short walk down the corridor. These seats are much more comfortable. We have good ambrosia and good company, yes? Yes, of course. Another cheap shot by Ortega. In the court, the blue team has taken possession of the ball. Ortega scores and then backhands Starbuck with a closed fist. The crowd is not happy with its unsportsmanlike conduct, and neither is the officiator. Ortega, unnecessary blocking after the score. Starbuck, free shot. Well, the officiator caught that one. Ortega didn't even attempt to hide it. Your friend's asking for it. What friend? I fly with him because I'm a sign. I play with him because he wins. Standing unguarded near the wall opposite the green goal, Starbuck makes his free shot. The ball flies true right through the hole. That ties the score and the penalty could cost Ortega the game. One more like that, Zed, and he'll be out of this game. The four players are again in their circle formation, waiting for the ball to come into play. Once it does, they break apart and scramble to take possession. After some fast and furious maneuvering, Starbuck has the ball and scores. Ortega slams into his back, flattening Starbuck against the wall, then calmly walking away. Shaking off the stun, Starbuck races after Ortega. The two men hit the floor and begin to viciously wrestle. Apollo and Barton pull them apart. Ortega, blocking after the score, out of the game. Starbuck, fighting, out of the game. What? It's the rules. You let him get to you. Go take a turbo wash and cool off. I'll kill him. Where are you going? I recognize that look on Starbuck's face. In a corridor between the triad court and the locker rooms. What do you want, Starbuck? I want a few centons with you alone. You got it. That's enough, both of you. You stay out of this. Why, so you two can bash each other's head in? I said stay out of it. Starbuck, either one of you puts a hand on the other one. I'm going to put you both on a porch. You'll be grounded for at least a second. You wouldn't do that. Fly me. All right, Starbuck. We'll finish this another time when your woman is not around. Well, you only delayed the inevitable. Starbuck, at your age, stay away from him. You're asking a lot. Yeah. And I'm going to ask a lot more. I'll be waiting for you at the docking lounge. The next shuttle to the Galactica is in 10 centons. I want you to be on it or don't try and see me later. That's hardly time to turbo wash and dress. Or fight. Sitting alone in the docking lounge, Cassiopeia is concerned. 
The game continues on a wall inset screen. A dive for the spear. Bounce loose and Vargas has it. He spends a high spinning deflection across the court. Barton body checks him into the wall. He's down. Oh, he's a little croggy after that hit. In the blue team's locker room, Ortega has finished dressing into his uniform. He checks his sidearm and holsters it. When he reaches the door and it hisses open, he's only slightly surprised to see somebody is waiting for him. I knew it. I knew it would come down to this. Ortega reaches for his blaster. In the triad court, the blue team scores again. Rushing to the docking lounge, a clean and uniformed Starbuck runs into Chella. Hey, Starbuck, why aren't you playing? I've got a wager on you. Starbuck rushes off and Chella continues down the corridor. The door to the blue team locker room continually tries to close, but hits an obstruction and reopens. The obstruction is Ortega's outstretched arm, the dead hand gripping his blaster. In their private lounge... Go! Yeah, that's it! Checks him into the wall. He's down. You know, Ty, if we left now, we could avoid the crowd. Dama, the game's tied. Oh. Takes a gold team bounce. Pairs up with it. Cassiopeia has taken to pacing. Not at all sure Starbuck is going to make her deadline. Oh, you're on time. The shuttle isn't. They announced it would be late. Oh, well, I hope it won't be long. The sooner I get out of here, the better. Commander Adama and Colonel Ty have been summoned to the crime scene. The other triad players and Boomer are also present. One laser blast to the heart. He must have been dead before he started to fall. Ortega's laser hasn't been fired. Who discovered the body? I did. What's your name? Chella. And what were you doing here? I work here. I just got off shift and I wanted to catch the last few sentons of the game. Did you happen to see anyone else around here? Yes, Starbuck. He ran around the corner back there. I was wondering why. Starbuck? Yes, he almost knocked me down. Colonel, find Starbuck and run a routine check on his laser. One moment, Colonel. Father, you can't possibly believe that Starbuck did this. Now, Apollo, what I believe is unimportant. Everyone watching these games saw what was going on between Starbuck and Otega. Starbuck was seen running away from here. The sooner his laser is checked, the sooner he'll be cleared. You're right. May I look for him? Yes, of course. Colonel, Captain Apollo will find Starbuck. Help me in, sir. Let's go. Now that the game is over, Cassiopeia and Starbuck are <laughs> far from alone in the docking lounge. You're being awfully quiet. Yeah, I'm sorry. I guess my head is still back in the game. Galactica shuttle, now ready for boarding. Maybe I can take your mind off of it when we get back to the Galactica. Hey, Starbuck. Hey, don't tell me. We won, or rather you won. Ortega's been killed. What? How? A laser. Someone saw you running, Starbuck. Sure, I was running to catch this shuttle. What's that got to do with... Wait... You don't think I had anything to do with it? Of course not, but we have to check your laser. Paulo! It's just procedure. It would be the same for me or anybody else. Come on, buddy. I don't believe this. Neither do I. It's been fired. Aboard the Galactica, Dr. Wilker is testing Starbuck's sidearm. 
course I fired it. I was on the laser range this morning. So we're jolly and green bean and no one's accusing them of killing Ortega. Starbuck, no one is accusing you. We're trying to clear you before it comes to that. Did you fully recharge your laser when you left the range? Of course, it's procedure. Commander? Uh, you all know our chief opposer, Sire yeah. Solon? Just socially, and uh, no offense, I'd like to keep it that way. So would I, Lieutenant, but my position may dictate otherwise. I was informed that Dr. Wilker is conducting a laseronic ergon test on the suspected termination weapon. It's not the termination weapon. It's my weapon. Starbuck. No, no, he's quite right. It wasn't a very tactful way of stating it. My apologies, Lieutenant. I'm ready. This is the laseronic ergon scan taken from Ortega's body. When I put it here, it shows the laser energy absorbed by his body when Ortega was shot. 683.947182 ergons. Therefore, the termination weapon would be minus the same number of ergons. To determine if the termination weapon and Starbucks are the same, put it in here and see if we have a match. The computer displays the ergons missing from Starbucks laser. 683.947182. But that, 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 that's impossible. Uh, I wish this test weren't as precise as it is. At least there'd be some doubt. Your weapon terminated Ortega. Somebody set me up! Lieutenant Starbuck, I raised my duty to charge you with the termination of Wingstation's Ortega of the Colonia fleet. No, no, you gotta believe me. I... Somebody used my laser while I was in the turbo wash. The only logical explanation. The chief opposer can only proceed on the evidence presently available. Commander, you know Starbuck as well as you know me. You would never kill anybody in cold blood. Dama, if I may, after viewing the computates of the game and taking account that Ontega had drawn his own laser, I'd be willing to accept a plea of self-defense. Forget it. I didn't kill Ortega. Not in self-defense or any other way. Lieutenant, don't answer so quickly. If you plead self-defense, you'll undoubtedly be dropped by the colonial service but you'd most likely only receive a suspended sentence. If proven guilty of a premeditated human termination charge, you spend the rest of your life on the prison barge. I'm not going to plead self-defense for something I didn't do. As you wish, Lieutenant Starbuck. I must ask you to enter a plea I assume is not guilty. That's right. Security. Will you escort Lieutenant Starbuck to the Galactica Brig? The Brig? To await tribunal. It's the law, Starbuck. I'm sorry. I want to defend him. Captain, I don't believe that you have enough experience as a protector. The evidence against Starbuck is particularly strong. He's right. You studied the codes at the Academy, but you graduated a warrior, not a protector. I believe him. You may find that's not enough to defend a man's life. Good enough for me. Very well. Request it granted. Captain Apollo, I want you to remember the law states specifically tribunal must convene in 10 centaurs. You don't have much time. We've been in tighter spots. We have? And we'll get out of this one, too, I promise. A personnel lift is bringing three colonial warriors to one of the Galactica's two Viper flight decks. I told you, I flew with him because I was assigned. I wasn't his friend. But you were with him enough to know who he associated with. He was a loner, Captain. Except on the Rising Star, 
Try the dealer at table three. Ortega gambled a lot there, and he always won big. I also saw him with a couple of other people, but I don't know who they were. Would any of them have wanted to kill him? Anyone who ever met him, take your pick. Rising star. Yeah. Captain. Captain, we were out in deep probe once. You know how lonely that gets. Even Ortega talked. I got him on about changing his attitude or someone was going to kill him before the Cylons did. He just laughed and said there was only one person in the fleet with a nerve enough to try. Ooh. Something like, uh, Karim? No. Karim. Karim? Karib? Charybdis. That was it. Charybdis. Where do we find him? Sorry. Just know the name. All right. Thanks, Sergeant. Hope you find him. So do we. At least now we have a name. Could be all we need. Computers should have the rest. Deep within the Battlestar lies the highly sensitive computer center. Captain Apollo, what can I do for you, sir? Access to the fleet personnel computer. Certainly. If you'll both log in, Station 1 is open. Lieutenant Boomer? Captain Apollo. These computers get more complicated every yarn. Yes, but Dr. Wilker makes them simpler to operate. Simpler? Simpler to you, maybe, but it doesn't look like anything we ever had at the Academy. You sure you can operate it? Well, it does take a bit of advanced knowledge, Boomer. Yes? Full profile on Charybdis, please. K-A-R-I-B-D-I-S. Status and location first. There is no profile on anyone named Charybdis. K-A-R-I-B-D-I-S. Maybe you misspelled it. Or on anyone whose name is phonetically spelled like Charybdis. Do you think Barton lied? I cannot answer that question without further input. I would have to know what Barton... I wasn't speaking to you. Sorry. That's all right. I mean, that's all. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, this may be modern technology, but give me the old-fashioned keyboard and printout. This will drive you crazy. Barton had no reason to lie. Maybe you just got the wrong name. No, he seemed pretty sure. What do we do now? We checked the dealer at table three on the Rising Star. That's all we've got. Interfleet Broadcasting has a live interview with Sire Solon. An experienced protector would have argued a Starbuck, please self-defense, but uh, this is Apollo's <laughs> first case, and he's placing great faith in his friend's word. An amiable posture, but a very foolish one in light of the overwhelming evidence against the defendant. Then would it be fair to say that you do not believe that Lieutenant Starbuck has a chance for acquittal? He has a slim one. Can you tell us what that is? Commander Adama, who, as you know, sits at the tribunal. Most of us are aware that Starbuck is like a son to him, and some might question his impartiality. But frankly, since I have brought the subject up in this interview, I think even with Adama, on the tribunal, the case will have to be decided on the evidence alone, and I'm sure that even Captain Apollo will have to agree that under these circumstances, Lieutenant Starbuck will be found guilty. In the brig, Starbuck and Cassiopeia have been watching the interview. Starbuck angrily hits the power button to cut the feed. He's got me convicted before I even have a chance to be heard. Starbuck, that's just a typical opposer rhetoric. Well, why isn't Apollo being interviewed? Why isn't he defending me before the fleet? It's probably because he's preparing to defend you. No, he's not there because he doesn't have a defense, and he isn't going to have one for the tribunal. 
Kaz, they're going to convict me. Starbuck, it's still not too late to change your plea to self-defense. I didn't do it. I know, but if you're convicted, you're going to spend the rest of your life on the prison budge. You're not sure I didn't do it. Starbuck, I love you. And if you say you didn't do it, I believe you. Don't you see? You, Apollo, Boomer, even the Commander, you all want to believe me, but you you still have your doubts. That tribunal isn't being made up of my closest friends. So then will you change your plea to self-defense, even if you didn't do it? I don't know. I, I don't know. No matter what, I love you. I love you too. Now I just, I just need some time to think. She is let out of his cell. He turns the monitor back on. With the tribunal only a few centaurs away, it would seem to this reporter that, barring a miracle, the brilliant career of Lieutenant Starbuck will tragically pass into history. Starbuck strikes the screen. It wasn't hard enough to break the surface, but something does come disconnected within, and the image and sound turn to static. Uh, there's, uh, there's something wrong with my scanner. Uh, I'll call a video tech. Come on, they're talking about my case right now. I need to know what's happening. All right, what's the trouble? Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, uh... As one guard enters the cell, Starbuck unexpectedly puts one arm around the man's neck while grabbing the guard's weapon with the other hand. He points it at the guard still outside. Drop it. Drop it. Now, get inside. Starbuck, this is ridiculous. Where are you going to go? Move, all right? Give me your security key. He seals the two in his former cell and takes off at a run. Within minutes, he's in his Viper, doing the minimal pre-checks needed to take off without a flight crew. He's alert to the sound of the lift descending and draws the weapon he's stolen from the guard. Stay out or I'll fire. Starbuck, it's me. Stay where you are. Now, is that any way to talk to your protector? I mean it, buddy. I don't want to hurt you, but I will if you try and stop me. I won't stop you. I just want to talk. That's close enough to talk. Okay, okay. Now where are you going to go? I don't know. I'll find a planet, someplace, any place with a prison barge. Starbuck, I know <clears throat> you didn't do it. Well, you're not on the tribunal. You don't have much faith in me. In you? Yes. In the tribunal? No. Now get off. I'm ready to launch. Starbuck, Adama will send vipers after you. Well, I'll deal with that when the time comes. And then what are you gonna, going to do? Fire on Sheba? Or Boomer? Or me? If I have to, yes. Now get off! I don't think you have the guts to do that, any more than you have the guts to face that tribunal. I didn't kill Ortega! Then trust me. Give me the chance to prove you didn't. You've had your say. Now get off or I'll take you down that launch tube with me. Okay, but I never thought I'd see Starbuck run from anything. Apollo steps away from the attack craft and his best friend activates <clears throat> the small ship's engine. The Viper powers up, tremendous forces building within and ready to be released when its pilot touches just one more button. Instead, Starbuck powers the craft down. He opens the cockpit and tosses his helmet to the flight deck. I thought you were going to do it. You almost did. 
Apollo and Boomer enter Commander Adama's private office. Well, I'm glad you found it before security did. So am I. Father, I'd like to request a postponement. I need more time. I cannot grant that. I'm sorry. Our laws are quite specific. In a case like this, tribunal must be convened within 10 centaurs. Father. And you have less than two left. Uh, Commander, we, we have to talk to acquaintances of Ortegas aboard the Rising Star. We have to find someone called Charybdis. Charybdis? You know him? I know of him, and so do you, under the code name Proteus. Proteus? Proteus, Baltar's pilot and electronics expert. The one who sabotaged the defense computers on Caprica the night the Cylons attacked? His treachery was responsible for the death of nearly a million Capricans, but I don't, I don't see how he could possibly have been involved in Ortega's death. He was killed in the first Cylon attack wave. Are you sure? I remember it being reported, but who can be sure of anything that happened on that night? And it's possible that he's alive and aboard this fleet. If he is, he's under a cover, and I, for one, would love to get my hands on him. I'll have Colonel Ty start a check immediately. Sir, could you identify him? No, I never met him. He was always in the background. I don't even know of any survivors who might have known him. I do. As strapped as the colonial fleet may be for resources, they still treat convicted criminals humanely. Rather than being executed or abandoned, they are brought along on a ship converted into a long-term detention center, the Prison Barge. Charybdis? Mm, yes, the name is familiar. But what can Charybdis have to do with Starbuck? Must have quite a grapevine around here. We believe that Charybdis is alive and aboard this fleet. You believe? Ah, then you don't have him. And you need me to identify him. Something to do with Starbuck's defense, no doubt. I believe Charybdis killed Ortega. Very well, I'll do it. You will? Of course. Do you think me a fool? I'll point out Charybdis for you. For a prize. Your release from the prison barge. Bright lad, you'll go far. You know we can't do that. I know no such thing. But if you've come to me for help, Apollo, I believe you'd do anything. God, let us out. Think about it, Apollo. There's more than one prisoner on this barge who'd love to have Lieutenant Starbuck here. He won't live long enough to reach his cell. On Colonial Shuttle GAL-356. 80 centons before the tribunal convenes. Yeah, so what do you want me to do? Give up? I'm sorry, Boomer. Forget it, Apollo. Forget it. Maybe we'll get lucky on the Rising Star. Starbuck always did. Yeah. Funny how saving him may come down to a pyramid dealer at Table 3. After docking, the warriors make their way to the gambling deck. Table 3 is in the corner. Let's hope this isn't another dead end. I don't think so. Look. That's the man who found Ortega's body. Coincidence? I wouldn't bet on it. Scrapstone, no wingers. We want a word with you, Chella. I gave my testimony and depositions to Solon. If you'll excuse me, I'm on duty. Not anymore. Why didn't you tell the investigation that Ortega often played at your table? 
and that he often left a big winner. Perhaps he did. I don't remember. A lot of people play at my table. But only one of them was killed. Look, I don't remember them playing. That's all. Oh, now that's funny. For a pyramid dealer who has to keep track of all the cards on the table, you have an incredibly poor memory. Well, it's not getting any better with you two pressing me. It won't have to. We'll just escort you back to Galactica and check a memory that recalls everything. What's that supposed to mean? A personnel computer will also take a look at how much Table 3 has been losing when you deal and to whom. Let's go. That won't be necessary. I might as well tell you. You'll find out anyway. I'm not in the computer. My name isn't Chella. It's really Riftus. I used to be chief administrator of Solius. It was the night the Cylons attacked. I did a terrible thing. I didn't set out to do anything wrong. I was just trying to survive. I stayed at my post as long as I could, but I finally realized that Caprica was doomed and so was anyone who didn't escape. I was assigned to be evacuated on the Gemini's freighter. I ran into it, watching the death and destruction around me, but I became more and more frightened. Finally, I reached my destination, but by then my freighter had left. I panicked. I had nowhere to turn. I thought I was as good as dead. Then I spotted the only ship left, the Rising Star. I knew it was my only hope. I'm sorry, this ship is taking children and no sweet attendants only. I'm the chief administrator of Solius. My ship left without me. I must get off Caprica. I have my orders. Listen, I'll do anything to get aboard. Cubits, I have cubits here. There are over 8,000 here. That should be more than enough. Hardly. Please, take it. I'll get you more. Let me aboard. I promise. I swear. All right. So he, he let me aboard, and because of it, uh, one of the children was left behind to perish. Now, I don't know how you found me, but in a way, I'm glad the memory of that dead child will live with me forever. But at least I won't have to live in fear of being caught anymore. What do you think? I think we just found Ortega's killer. You think I killed Ortega just to stop him talking? No, because he knew who you really are. So what? He knew who the other two really are. Other two? Elias and Palin. They got aboard the same way I did. He was blackmailing both of them. Back on Shuttle 356, Boomer and Apollo now have three reluctant passengers sitting well away from the flight controls. So why did you tell him? I had to. They were accusing me of killing Ortega. Besides, if they found out he was blackmailing me, they were bound to find out he was blackmailing you two. So you involve us to save yourself? Hold it. He's right. They would have found out sooner or later that we're all on board under an alias. The important thing is that we don't get trapped into it being getting accused of something we didn't do. Mm-hmm. Now, I assume that neither of you killed Ortega? I didn't. I wanted to, but I didn't. And neither did I. So Apollo can't prove anything other than the fact that we're on board the Rising Star illegally. Now, we might get a little punishment, but we're not going to spend our lives on the prison barge. You're right. We know Starbuck killed Ortega. I saw him running. Now you say that in all your depositions. You'll say that if Apollo calls you to testify, the truth. Barely have enough time to dock and make a tribunal. Do you think one of them killed Ortega? Yes. Which one? Charybdis. Charybdis? It's the only thing that makes sense. Ortega told Barton only one man had the nerve to kill him, Charybdis. 
and all three of those people he was blackmailing are living under aliases. One of them has to be Charybdis. Don't you think you're reaching just a bit? Maybe, but all three of those men are tied to Ortega. All three were on Caprica the night of the raid, and all three got aboard the Rising Star using aliases. I could be wrong, but it's the only chance Starbuck has. But how do we find out which one? Take over the controls. I'll show you. I'll keep my mic open. Um, look, I want to apologize for accusing you. We just got word from the Galactica that Ortega's killer has been identified. Who? A man called Charybdis. Who's Charybdis? A traitor responsible for millions of deaths on Caprica. He was thought to be dead. Well, Ortega knew he was on the fleet and was blackmailing him, too. Only this Charybdis has a lot more to lose if he was caught than you did. And you found him? No, but we know somebody who can identify him. His old commander, Baltar. As soon as we dock on the Galactica, I'm going back to the prison barge to bring him back. Don't worry, we'll find this Charybdis. Look, I'm really sorry that I put you through all this. Does this mean that we're free to go back to the Rising Star? Yes, I'll have to report what I know, but uh, you'll probably get off with a light sentence. Captain, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad your friend Starbuck is innocent. Yeah, so am I. One of them's Charybdis. You just made yourself a target. That's what I'm counting on. Look, as soon as we dock, I want you to head straight for that tribunal and pass the word to the launch crew that I want those three left alone. Well, the one that's Charybdis can slip back on board and kill you. You're crazy. He won't try to kill me until I've got Baltar. He'll want to get rid of him, too. He's the only person alive that can identify him, so he'll try on the way back. Apollo. I'll keep the Alpha Channel keyed open. With any luck, he'll give himself away. He might even admit that he killed Ortega. Before he kills you. Look, I don't care what you have to do, but you have to get that tribunal to listen <clears throat> to Alpha Channel. Great. If it works, Starbuck is free. You're dead. Don't give up on me yet, Boomer. Tell me, Apollo, how are you going to take on Cryptus and Baltar alone on this no. shuttle? I'm not. Baltar is going to be on my side. The pair bring the shuttle into the Galactica's portside docking bay, touching down exactly in its designated space. Boomer rushes out of the hatch to have a word with the deck crew just a few seconds ahead of Chella, Elias, and Palon. The nearest shuttle arriving in Station Gamma, Port Landing Bay in three centons. Medical shuttle ready for departure from Starboard Landing Bay. All arriving civilian passengers must clear security before attending the tribunal. Security stations 3, 4, and 5 are now open. Galactica shuttle requesting clearance to relaunch for prison barge. Tribunal business. Stand by, Galactica shuttle. Apollo makes a mental note of a reading on the instruments. Loaded weight, 2250. Station beta. All civilian personnel must clear security stations 3, 4, and 5. The instruments now read loaded weight 2425. Galactica Shuttle, you are clear to launch. Thank you. Boomer rushes into the silent tribunal room. Lieutenant Boomer, where is the protector? Uh, temporarily detained, sir. Uh, I will act as protector if there are no protests. Objection? Objection? Boomer, you've never defended anyone in your life. 
Neither has Apollo. Where is he? Out trying to save your wife. This is highly irregular. However, there are no objections. Lieutenant Starbuck, will you accept Lieutenant Boomer as your protector pro tem? Yes, sir. Opposer? No protest. Very well. This tribunal is convened. The case against Lieutenant Starbuck, a blue squadron will now commence. Opposer Solemn? As seen members of the tribunal, as my first piece of documentation, may I call attention to your scanner with the computer tapes for the final sentence, the last game between the accused and flight surgeon Ortega will be displayed. Boomer, what are you doing? Trust me, Starbuck. That's what Apollo said, and he isn't even here. Further back in the colonial fleet, Prison Barge Control, this is Galactica Shuttle requesting launch clearance. I knew that sooner or later you'd come to your senses and decide to release me. I decided to let you live. Live? Stand by, Galactica Shuttle. There's incoming traffic ahead of you. There are only two people who could positively identify Charybdis, Ortega and you. He's already killed Ortega. You're a wonder, Captain. Instead of offering me freedom to identify Charybdis, you offer me my life. How touching. It's your only chance. You mean Lieutenant Starbuck's only chance. That may be true, but I'm betting your instinct for survival is stronger than your desire to see Starbuck convicted of a crime he didn't commit. You must think me a fool. The affection Charybdis had for me was akin to that of a son for a father. He would never be a threat to my life. Then why is he on this shuttle? Oh, I don't believe you. If he were on this shuttle, it would only be for one reason. To kill you. You're right. First, then he'll kill you with my laser. It'll look like you jumped me, and in the struggle, we both kill each other. And how would he explain that I did such a thing while wearing shekels? He'll remove them after you're dead. Galactica Shuttle, you may launch when ready. Launching. Boomer's attention is split between listening to the ongoing transmission from Apollo and the continuing tribunal. What did he say? Uh, I can't remember. So you can't remember what Starbuck, with whom you have a relationship, you can't remember what he said? Senton, I mean, he, he, uh, uh, the, the opposer, I mean, uh, the opposer has not proved that such a relationship exists. Not quite properly protested, but allowed. My apologies, Cassiopeia. Do you have a relationship with the defendant? Or friends? How close? Very close. Then you will tell the tribunal what your very close friend said after Ortega left for his dressing quarters. The witness will answer the question. He said that I was only delaying the inevitable. If the tribunal pleases, that concludes the opposition. Balter's confidence has been a little shaken by Apollo's words. You're wrong, Apollo. We're nearly to the Galactica and nothing's happened. No one's aboard this shuttle but us. Then why are you sweating? Footsteps alert Baltar to the presence of someone else. Caridis! Commander Baltar, good to see you again, sir. Commander Adama is losing patience with the protector. 
I will ask the question again. Is the protector ready to defend? Commander, our defense is on Alpha Channel. I protest. Upheld. Will the opposer and the protector pro tem please approach the tribunal? Lieutenant Boomer, in the name of the Lords of Cobalt, what is going on? And more importantly, where is Captain Apollo? He's on Alpha Channel, sir, with our defense. You leave this tribunal, no choice but to make a decision. Sir, by the Lords of Cobalt, listen! Boomer touches a button on Adama's desk. Release these shackles! As soon as you activate the automatic pilot, sir, it's that green button between the throttles. Charybdis, I'm ordering you to release these shackles now. Yes, sir. As soon as you turn on the automatic pilot and I dispose of Captain Apollo. Like you disposed of Ortega. Terminating Ortega was easy, Captain. You've become a much more dangerous opponent. Your laser, Captain. Turn on the automatic pilot, Baltar. Gently, Captain. Everybody at the tribunal expresses varying degrees of shock and concern over the sounds of struggling coming over Alpha Channel from the shuttle. There's the sound of a single laser blast. Boomer, did the tribunal hear all that? We have it! Are you alright? Yeah, I'm fine. I'll be docking in a few centons. Have the med tech and security meet me. I had to knock out Palon, or rather, Charybdis. Apollo! Thanks. I owe you my life. Don't thank me. Thank Baltar. He saved both of us, but he's not very thrilled about it. A secton later, Starbuck and Apollo are back in their orange triad uniforms. Boomer is wearing the blue of the opposing team. Starbuck, would you slow down? You know, you're making me tired. Yeah, would you save it for the game, Starbuck? Sorry, I've just got all this excess energy. Being locked up does things to a guy. Oh? Maybe they ought to lock you up more often. It's okay. You're gonna be wonderful, okay? Yeah, I know. So do I. As a matter of fact, I put a little wager on you and Apollo as an added incentive. Oh, that's great. I can see a very bleak evening ahead. Well, that's us. Good luck. The audience above bursts into applause, most of them rising to their feet as Apollo and Starbuck enter the Triad Court. Fleeing from the Cylon Tyranny, the last battle star, Galactica, leads a ragtag fugitive fleet on a lonely quest, a shining planet known as Earth. The Unpracticed Disorganized Acting Company podcast is a Podcastcadia production. Copyright 2021, Jeff Pulitzer. This episode was recorded the 12th of February, 2021. Our cast this episode was Alex as Apollo, Sheba, and Zara. Ananda as Boomer, Dr. Wilker, and Burton. Catherine as Starbuck, Chella, and Zed. Dana as Adama, Elias, and and Kama. JJ as Baltar, Palon, Athena, and Guard. Nori as Cassiopeia, Ty, Ortega, and Solon. And myself, Jeff, as the PA, 
the computer, the official, and your narrator. Battlestar Galactica, Murder on the Rising Star, was written by Michael Sloan, Donald P. Belisario, Jim Carlson, and Terrence McDonald, and originally aired 18 February 1979. The story was adapted for audio by Jeff Pallier. Battlestar Galactica and all related elements are the intellectual property of NBC Universal. The unpracticed, disorganized acting company performs for the enjoyment of it and is not profiting in money, goods, or services from this presentation. Our theme music is Crusade Heavy Industry by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Some sound effects from Zapsplat.com. To learn more about the unpracticed, disorganized acting company, look for us on Facebook and on our website, podcastcadia.com. There you can learn about upcoming projects and how you can also participate.